three, two, one. You are now listening to the Shalena Fultz Talk Show, where I share stories of women who have overcome opposition and evolved into amazing entrepreneurs and powerful leaders. As a former event planner of 10 years, I am now infusing events with my exciting energy as an MC and host. Motherhood also compelled me to build a home-based business. I am the founder and owner of HBCU Legacy Fashion a kids' boutique that builds awareness around HBCUs while giving back through scholarships. You can learn more at hbculegacyfashion.com. Now that we're acquainted, let's get into the show. Three, two, one. Kelly Parker is known for her dynamic stage presence with 15 years of experience speaking at colleges, churches, and corporations. She is the creator of When the Gals Gather Movement and the Gathering Women's Empowerment Summit. At Kelly D. Parker Consulting, Kelly and her team teach corporate professionals and business owners the keys to effective communication. As a wife and mom of three, Kelly enjoys some good old peace and quiet along with a great book. Help me welcome to the show, Kelly D. Parker. Kelly, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the invitation and chance to hang out with you. Yeah, so I always like to ask this question first. What did eight-year-old Kelly want to be when she grew up? Okay, so if I was eight, that was past. Let me tell you, I had a cowgirl stage. Ooh, my daughter is going through that. She's two and she, she's like so into ponies. And we took her last week to, to ride a pony for the first time. So did you have that type of stage where you're like, I want to ride ponies and- It didn't make sense. Like I really wanted to do the work of being on a farm, but wow. I don't like being outside. So I don't know, but I think by eight, I was past that stage. And I think I wanted to be a nurse, which again, doesn't make a lot of sense because- I wouldn't have done well. I wouldn't have done well with the sights and the things that you have to do. <laughs> so yeah, I, I have changed my mind since then. <laughs> so how did you become a public speaker? Um, honestly, I think I have always been a public speaker in terms of just being able to get my ideas out. So I'm, a, I'm an introverted person. I'm not somebody that if you saw me on the street, you would think, oh, she's a speaker because yeah. I like to keep to myself and all that good stuff, but I've always been able to, um, I look at it like turning it on. Like um, it's something that I've kind of been studying since I was a kid, as far, it, even when we have presentations as children, you kind of take note of what's working and what's not. Like, you know, which kids are winning the crowd over and which aren't. Um, and I've just always been somebody that could, um, you know, take what I was seeing and use that to, you know, help your messages across. Right. So in between wanting to become a nurse, being a cowgirl, and then jumping to public speaking, what did you do in between that time? Yeah. So I'm also a marketing professional. And so um, I've worked for Sharon Williams and American Greetings and some, some companies of, of that sort. And so, you know, I've had a corporate career. Um, I've had my children. They're 13, 11, and 9. Um, I got married 16 years ago. And um, so I've been busy doing that. And then just learn how to be a woman you know, learning, you know, what, what does it 
uh, look like to be a, a whole woman in 2021 living through this pandemic, you know, um, and how to be true to yourself, but also true to, you know, your career aspirations and, you know, what you want to be for your family and all of those things. So. Well, you, you do have a couple of things going on. So you have the When the, the Gals Gather movement, and you're also the keynote speaker for the Gathering Women's Empowerment Summit. Yeah. Tell me more about those two things. Absolutely. So um, we began that, I think it was around 2000, I'm going to say 2014, and just gathered probably, probably about 30 women in a library conference room and just wanted to be able to encourage them around um, you know, I'm of the mindset that, that God has us here on purpose, you yes. know, and so we can often get distracted and we can often get discouraged. And so we wanted to gather women together. So we might have had about 30 women and we just began to continue to gather women together, um, partner with other organizations in our area. And so I think the last one that we did, we had probably about close to 300 ladies. And so um, just love to gather women together that just want to be in alignment with what God has for their life. Um, so it's, it's been exciting. Wow. I love that. So is this like an annual summit that you have? Yeah. So when, girl, when the world was open, okay, <laughs> they were <laughs> um, two to three times a year, I believe. So at least twice a year, we were gathering women together and we've kind of been on hiatus, really looking to, you know, figure out what are the next steps in terms of this pandemic and the different changes that it has brought. Um, but to be honest with you, I've been in this space of, like, yeah, I could do something. You know what I mean? I could yeah. put something together, but is that really what I'm being led to do? You know, and I think that's just the overall life lesson sometimes to think about um, not necessarily what you could do or should do, but is, you know, what is the wise thing, you know? Um, and what do you feel compelled to do? So that's the space that we've been in. Yeah. And I, you know, there's so many like virtual summits going on and honestly, I'm getting burnt out from that. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with yeah. you. Like, I, <laughs> I'm like, Lord, I can't sit through another virtual summit. Like I just can't do it. And then I'm not focused because I have these little kids and they yeah. need me. And if it's not doing their nap time and it's on a weekend that I just can't focus on it. So yeah. I, I yeah. feel you about that. You're like, just let's be still and see what happens, what God says, and then we'll go from there. But that's just so much better to be able to like network and gather with women in person. So yeah, um, yeah I totally understand that. Now, I wanted to, to get into the topic we're talking today about, you know, how to profit off of your pain. So like five tips for every public speaker. And you, you know, you've mentioned, you know, you do consulting and everything. And I believe I've read that you, you've talked about um, how to profit off pain and everything. So mm -hmm. I would love for you to share those tips with the listeners today. Awesome. You know, I, I, I really believe like each and every one of us has a story, right? And you might not think you have a story. You're like, girl, my life is average. I get up, I brush my teeth, you know, whatever. But if we're able to really articulate some of the things that we've been through and then pull a point out of it and something that somebody else can take away that's gonna move them forward in a powerful way, um, there's profit there, there's purpose there. Um, you know, a lot of times we can, uh, kind of merge that with our passion, you know, I, I hear so many stories about people who become like surprise public speakers because they had no idea that they would get such joy out of simply sharing, you know, kind of lessons out of their life. So yeah, just to get kind of more specific around what are some tips that really can empower folks to be better public speakers. Um, first, I would say, you got to figure out what your big idea is. What is your big idea? 
So I feel like a struggle that I see often is people are like, I have all these thoughts, like I have all these things I want to say, but I don't know how to get from there to something that's concise and powerful and people can understand um, what I have to say. And so we got to begin to get to the point where we're like, okay, but what is the point? What is the big point, right? And that means it's to the exclusion of all this other stuff. So a lot of times we need to get uh, more specific, right? right? So you might need to break down what you're thinking into several talks, but for this one talk, what is that one main point, right? And so whenever you're able to pinpoint that and articulate that in like a clear, strong sentence, you're really on the road to having a, um, you know, a powerful framework to build from. Um, now I will say with that, so like point one B, a lot of times people want to tell a story, like they want to have an illustration about when I was 15 and I failed the test or, you know, Billy broke up with me or, or whatever, whatever. Now tell your story, but make sure you are crystal clear on what is the point of your story. Because if you are not crystal clear, you will get lost in the details and everybody else will get lost along with you. So it's important that you have all the details and maybe the imagery that you want to share but you also have to be really clear on what is that one thing that I want my audience to know or to do. And whatever it is, you need to explicitly say it. Like don't expect people to read your mind and fill in the blanks because they will not, right? Our brain does not want to exert extra energy. So we want to be super crystal clear. So I would say number one, have that big idea, know what your big idea is. The second thing I would say is focus on the audience. Focus on the audience. So this is what I mean. What I probably hear the most often is individuals, brilliant individuals, you know them, I know them, right? Mm -hmm. Terribly afraid to speak in front of a crowd, whether it's virtual or in person or whatever the, the, the um, venue is, a lot of us have a lot of fear around what if, Lord have mercy, what if I get up here and make a fool of myself? What if I get up here and I stumble over my words? What, what if I get up here and I forget everything that I was gonna say? So. What we want to do is shift our perspective because all that is about you. But when we speak, if you want to speak with power, if you want to speak in a way that causes people to want to invest with you, we're talking about profit, right? You got to shift your focus from you to who you're serving. Speaking is about serving, right? And so that's one kind of way to switch out of being fearful to think about, okay, what value can I give to who's listening, right? The other reason you got to focus on your audience is because they're listening for what's in it for me. They're listening for what, what is relevant to me, what's interesting, what's important, what, what means something in the context of my life. And if you miss that, you will miss them. So in terms of whatever your content is, it needs to be tailored to wh whoever you, you are talking to. What do you know about this audience, right? What are they struggling with? Um, you know, maybe you've achieved something that they want, right? So what are those things that you need to focus on that's really going to draw them in, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm speaking to a group of neuro neurosurgeons, we're going to have a different conversation than, than, you know, we will with my daughter's third grade class, right? Because the audience is different, right? So any public speaker that wants to make an impact, you got to get out of your own head and begin to realize you're showing up to serve whoever is on that listening end. So there's, there's like no getting around that, okay? So that's point number two. Point number three is keep it simple. Will you, will you do me a favor and keep it simple? <laughs> yes. In terms of, you know, even your word choice. You know, I was reading a study, I think it was uh, published by the Washington Post and it was talking about even people that have attained higher education, they still want to read and um, get information at an eighth grade level. 
right? So a lot of times we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be deep. Yeah. And we're trying to use a million dollar words and sound really smart. But if we want to connect, it's okay to be simple, right? It's okay to be simple in your word choice, in your word structure, and how you're laying everything out. So again, I'm gonna make this twofold. So I'm gonna make point three, simplify and be sincere. Here's the other thing I observe. You know, when you watch the news and all the newscasters, they have like the newscaster's voice. Yeah. You know, like yeah. a, an aura and a, yeah. in a way, right? I have a degree in journalism and mass comm. And so whenever I did like NABJ and, and all those other things, yeah, we had to talk like a newscaster. And right, right. <laughs> actually, okay. I'm from North Carolina. So they actually told us to sound like we are from the Midwest. And you're from Cleveland, mm-hmm. right? So it's funny that I live in Ohio now because I remember in college, they would say, sound like you're from like the Midwest because they don't have accents. <laughs> See? See? And we take that same idea. It's almost as if we think I have to be something different than I am to be a good speaker. That's exactly why I was like, it's too cookie cutter for me. Being a news yeah. anchor, I was like, no, yeah. I, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, it's not going to be good if I don't do it like this. But to really step into your power as being a speaker, you got to speak like you. Yep. Because nobody else can speak like you. Right. And so it's this idea of being sincere and what is authentic to you. Um, I think we get in the mindset of we want to give the coveted perfect speech. I want to pronounce everything right. I want to say everything right. But what if it's not about perfection? What if it's about connection? Right. Yes. We want to do we want to connect and people connect with people. And so I think that's so important to remember. We get so like weighed down. Like what if I mispronounce Okay, well, we're all people, you know? And so understand that if your content is tailored to your audience and you're showing up as your sense of yourself, you're already winning. And so a lot of the game is a mind game, you know? So if I'm thinking, I got this, and if I'm thinking, you know, this is gonna go well, I'm showing up different, right? But if I'm thinking, oh no, yeah. oh Lord you're gonna show up in a different way. And so stepping into the power of knowing that no one can speak quite like you can. So step into that um, and trust that the audience is gonna go on that journey with you. Yes, I I love that you said to, you know, people wanna hear from people because it made me think about like Sarah Jakes Roberts and how she, when she gets on stage, she's like, ciao. Yeah, that might not be the most professional, you know, polished thing to say, but the audience, I went, she came here to Columbus, uh, maybe that was 2019. And, you know, I went to the Woman Evolve conference and everyone loved her. Like, she was amazing. So yes, you have to be able to connect. I get that. Yeah, so true. I feel like so often we're running from the very thing that will connect us to the to the next person. Now, of course, if you're in a boardroom, right? You don't know, like, yeah. (laughs) But I think we do miss a lot of opportunities to infuse our own personal spin, you know. So number four, kind of going along with this, is you got to bring energy. I think this is one of the tragedies of when I see individuals speaking. Like I said, I've been observing this since I was a little kid. I would see, you know, the most boisterous person in the class, the most fun person you want to be around. Somehow, when they get in front of the class, all of that mm-hmm. is just sucked out of them. And this is very dry. And this is very, because you're concentrating so hard on this perfect execution. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to keep in mind, speaking is serving, but speaking is also leading. 
So whatever energy I give, it's going to be like, follow the leader, right? So if I'm dry, it's going to feel dry. And it's, it's even harder now because we're virtual, so you can't really see. But trust me, if yes. you dry, it'll be dry. <laughs> I love that. Speaking is serving, but speaking is also leading. Yes, that's good. Mm-hmm. It is because whoever you're talking to, you're in that, you're, you're in that leadership position, even for that, that short amount of time. So when I say energy, it could be something as simple as, and it should be, your facial expressions, right? So it could be you're smiling a little, little you, don't, you don't want to be fake, but a little bit more than <laughs> usual, right? You want to be a little bit more expressive. You want to give people something to latch onto, some energy that they can draw from. Um, I think that's really important. So the content of what we talk about is important, but also the delivery, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because that's what, what helps kind of transfer the message. Right. So I think that's super important. Um, and then finally, practice. Practice. So <laughs> there's this, this quote that says, only the prepared speaker deserves to be confident, mm. right? And let me explain what I, what I mean when I say practice. So some of us might hear practice and say, okay, I'm going to write out word for word and I'm going to like plan to read this word for word and then we're going to give a perfect speech and it'll be great. I really would encourage everybody listening to get to a point where you can be conversational with your language. Now, it might start with writing out word for word if that's your process, right? But you want to rehearse that thing until you're able to communicate it in a conversational way, right? Until it feels like, hey, we're just talking one person to Mm -hmm. another, right? Especially if we're talking about, um, you know, for profit, right? Or uh, communicating maybe your life story in a way that you want to move people forward. You really want it to feel like, hey, we're just talking. Hey, it's just you and I over a cup of coffee. Hey, let me tell you, boom, you know, and that doesn't come without putting in some time, you know. Yeah. Um, so so I would say that that is key. That's paramount as, as a speaker, being able to practice. So those are my five quick hits. Yes, the, you know, I do acting as well. So that's one of the, like the last tip that you said, you know, when you're sounding conversational, it's the same with acting. It's like, don't, what you think acting is supposed to be. Yeah. No, you need to sound like you're, you have to focus on one person. So we always find like a person, a friend and yeah. pretend like you're talking to that person that you yeah. know. And so that's a very good t- tip as it relates to speaking as well. Well, I really, really do love all of those tips. How can the listeners, you know, reach you if they want to do some consulting, if you have any offers or anything like that, like where do they go? Absolutely. So you guys can check out my website, kellybparker.com. And I also hang out on Instagram at I am Kelly B. Parker. And um, we're going to be opening up a masterclass pretty soon for those of you that want to get over fear of public speaking and just want to be more concise um, and more powerful in your delivery. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And then of course, make sure that you keep listening to this podcast. And also you can check out my podcast, the Confident Speaker Podcast. Oh, nice. Thank you so much, Kelly, for being here. I love that you um, gave some amazing tips and I'm sure the listeners are going to get something great out of it. So thanks again. Awesome. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, take a screenshot, tag Shalana Fultz on Instagram, and let me know what your favorite part was. And never forget, you're doing your best, and your best is good enough. I'll see you next week, same time, same place.